Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 194 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Guys, here's we have so much in store for you today. I I just wish I could experience it through your ears. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. We're going to do the three E's, entertain, encourage, and equip. That's what we hope for every single one of these podcasts. Before we jump in, I want to ask you to do me a favor. I've asked you before. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking again, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Will you open? (laughs) Will you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a really solid review? I'm going to put this out there. We've, We've tried this before and we are getting lots of them. So thank you for doing that. But as of right now, if you go and do this, there will be a giveaway. Okay. There will be a giveaway. I'm throwing that out there. Feeling generous. So next week we're going to pick, we're going to pick, maybe we're going to pick two new reviews, right? New reviews. That's what we're going to do. So you've heard her, you've heard her, you know her, (laughs) you, you celebrate her and you love her. It's big Yonsei. This last two are a stretch, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, we know her. We hear her. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> Man, I'm excited. We've got some good stuff happening today. Which we do. Yes, we, got we some, do. We got some. And you just threw out there that we're going to be giving some things away. I mean, right? like, I think you've got some excitement going on. I've got some excitement. We are going to share resources because that's what we do. We want to always help equip yeah. people for ministry. We're going to yeah. share some laughs with the always popular segment of Prayer Concerns. Oh, yeah. We're going to be sliding into the DMs. We had a couple DMs come through um, the Instagram account recently, which if you did not know, you can submit questions to us. Our DMs always. are always open. We're, always. we're reading what you submit, and we do our best to tackle some of them. So today we've got a couple of DMs that came through about um, freedom versus uh, programming when it comes to service, spontaneity in a mm. time we all have a time constraint in our service. So we're going to kind of jump into that a little bit. And then some boundaries with congregants when it uh, comes to people throwing out the old, the Holy Spirit told me card. So uh, (laughs) two very exciting DMs. And And, and if that, if, but wait, there's more. We're introducing a brand new segment today. I wish you guys could have just seen Brian because he just scrunched up like a kid on Christmas morning. (laughs) I am not going to tell excited. you. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you have to stay tuned, yeah, and hear it. Um, but we've got a lot of excitement going on today. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So before we jump in, let us tell you about our amazing friends at Planning Center. Okay, fam, it's time to talk about Planning Center. So if you're a worship pastor, maybe you're thinking, "I'm already using services. What are we doing talking about Planning Center?" Okay, well, did you know that with services, you can also have free access to another incredibly powerful product called People? With People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assign to a team. 
In People, you can create an online form to get new volunteers, a workflow to help you walk them step-by-step through the application and training process, and then automatically add them to services so you can get them scheduled. And that's just one way you can use people. So give it a try. Learn more at planningcenter.com slash pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, and custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for that too. So let your church administrator know. Check out planningcenter.com. So Jennifer, I have a question for you. Wait, I got to tell you real quick. Someone recently was like, why does he keep calling you Jennifer? (laughs) I'm like, because the reaction he gets, I did the worst thing by reacting the one time, the first time. And now my life is based on getting getting a reaction reaction to something. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So Jennifer, what is the strangest family tradition in your family? Okay. Dang it. Where'd you get this question? I'm good. Because I have to answer it. So <laughs> I I honestly don't know how it started. This is something that started when I was a teenager. And to this day, it's still going on. When I was growing up, and I don't know where we got it, but we had some um, figurine statue like made out of a ceramic. It was, um, it's Jesus kneeling with his arms like praying on a rock. So we call it the Jesus, nice. the Jesus statue. Don't know where yeah. it came from. At some point, someone in my home, and I was raised with my mom and my three sis- my two sisters, so that's just four girls in the house. We thought it would be a great idea to start hiding the Jesus statue in like people's <laughs> closets and whatever. So it became this like, and and you don't talk about it. It's like one day you'd open your drawer, your bottom drawer, and you're digging through your clothes and, oh, there's Jesus in there. I found Jesus. So then you take Jesus and you go hide him in someone else's stuff. <laughs> that is still going on. The Jesus statue that we have when I was a teenager is in my house currently, and we are still hiding it in people's items. And like I found it the other day in one of my cabinets. So then I took it and I went and hid it in someone else's. That's fantastic. So I don't know if that's a good tradition, but we um we hide a Jesus statue from each other. And that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that was that was the kind of answer I was looking for. Yeah, just something from, a little from you from you and your family. A little weird. We're constantly finding Jesus in our home. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Oh, um, so my dad is no longer with us. Um, but when he when I was growing up, and this would also be a tradition, I have no earthly idea where this came from or how it started. But on the morning of our birthday, mm-hmm. my dad would wake us up in sort of a special way uh, by throwing us under our beds. Wow. <laughs> so I would kind of wake up like mid toss, you know, yeah. and he would roll us under the bed. So, wow. Yeah, that was a <laughs> kind of a really weird tradition in the table. And that, house. that didn't give you PTSD. Like, <laughs> sometimes I wake up on my birthday now and I'm like, Bracing. Waiting for Kim, trying to <laughs> shove you under. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, those are weird family traditions. So um, something that is a tradition, but isn't a weird tradition, mm-hmm. experience conference. Yeah. And it is coming up September 6th through the 9th in Orlando at Walt Disney World's Coronado Springs Resort. And if right. you, resort, sorry. And if you have not looked at the lineup, Literally almost everyone is coming. Yeah. 
I mean, certainly like friends of the podcast, like Cody Carnes and Mac Brock and Andy Rozier and John Egan and Meredith Andrews and so many, so many, just so many. Yeah. So our friend Scott Longyear is going to be speaking in a main session. It's going to be fire as always. The three of us, me, Jen and Scott, we will record an episode of the of this podcast with a live audience. Yeah. If you've never done, if you've never been to one, make plans to get there. It's, it is it's so much far fun. and away my favorite thing that we yeah, do. It so is much so fun. much fun. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. In addition to that, on Tuesday night after the main session, we will be doing our WLP super secret meetup. Now I say super secret, but we do publicize it. Right. So it, it, it really <laughs> it's not isn't very super secret. secret. <laughs> but last year it was just amazing. We had a, some nifty gifties for yeah. you there. And um, our friend Chris McClarney, uh, fresh off the opening sesh, showed up. Yep. And, you know, who knows? Right. Who knows who we might get there this year? Yeah. So um, Tuesday night after the main session, WLP super secret meetup. I mean, do they need more of a reason beyond nifty gifties? You know, uh, right? We love giving stuff away, and so we've got some nifty gifties to hand out to right, people who join right. us for our super secret hang. That's going to be public. and by the way, so we're doing a workshop podcast recording right on Wednesday. Jennifer is also doing a workshop. I am You're preaching on what are you preaching on? Uh, I am talking about the value <clears throat> of volunteers. So Ooh. that's going to be on Thursday. It's in the leadership track. Um, just really, really covering. Nice you know, recruiting, building culture, um, just how do we, how do we shepherd our volunteers? How do we work with volunteers? You know, cause again, we need volunteers to make our ministries move. We really, really do. Are you bringing a staff, a shepherd staff? Uh, I biblically, am I allowed to have one of those? I just, <laughs> oh, 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 I went Depends there. On who you're asking. I, I went there guys. <laughs> So guys, join us at Experience. It's going to be fantastic. You can click the link in our bio yeah. and uh, and still register. There's still time. And it's it really, it's going to be incredible. There are some surprise guests that we are not allowed to tell you about. Right. Let's just say it would be well worth the trip. Right. So, and at the point that you're listening to this, it's one week away. When our it's listeners, one week it's away. one week away. So I don't know mm. if you've just been waiting forever, but. You, Siete dias. Yeah. You guys, come yep. on. Yep. So quit waiting. All right. So, okay. I'm so excited. We are introducing a new segment this week. And the segment is called Anatomeme. Anatomeme is brought to you by our friends at Hollyland Technology. Are you still using wired intercom for your team's communication? Or are you just hesitant to invest in overpriced wireless intercom systems? If that's the case, check out Hollyland Wireless Intercom. It's reliable, affordable, and super easy to use. And don't miss the opportunity to save $800 on the Hollyland SolidCom M1. You can email sales at fivewordsmedia.com to get started. So, anatomy. Some of you, all you know us as is a podcast, which is great. We love that you're here. We also have social media accounts, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and we started as a meme account. So what we wanted to do is come on and every now and then we're going to unpack a meme. Mm -hmm. 
who made it? Why did we make it? What did we hope for? Why, you know, why did we tackle that subject? And what has the response been? Right. So this week we posted a, uh, a meme uh, that Jen made. Yeah. And it, she, uh, she Photoshopped our friend Scott Longyear in a yep. really awkward. Yes. Stance. Uh, I'm always on she, the lookout for awkward pictures of you yes. and Scott. So yeah, I, I came across Scott posted something on his story and I screenshot it and just kind of went from there. But yeah, Scott is standing super awkward because he was trying to look like the letter I, I guess he was in, in the Indianapolis airport. There's an, op, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. some sort of a bizarre photo op you guys have over there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Indiana, but hey, it's the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, best. I guess stuff that's funny there is, uh, <laughs> But yeah, so Scott is standing straight up and down, arms at his side, really, really tight. And so I took that picture because I thought, well, this would be hilarious um, to just drop him into some other, some other image. And so I, I uh, you know, did some, did some researching on the old Googles on the interwebs <laughs> and I put Scott's body onto the image of basically a platform of people worshiping with their hands raised. And the caption was, we're just going to read this so people know. So it says, worship leader, we need to work on your stage presence. And then it says their stage presence. And it's Scott standing there with everybody else with arms raised. So part of what inspired the need for this segment, though, has been some of the responses. Yeah. That So, okay. Why? why let's, let's start with the 101 level. Yes. Like, why did we need to talk about stage presence? Right. Right. Well, because, you know, so much of what we do with our meme account is we are, you know, it coming, uh, we're facing very real things that happen in ministry that happen with worship leaders. And we're using probs. Yes, if you will. our probs. And we're using humor as a way to bridge into the, the subject. And so the, yeah, yeah. you know, there is stage presence is a very real element of what it is that we do. And Absolutely. some people struggle are, with it. We are leaders. Yeah. Leader is in the job description right. for what we do in right. our services. Like I'm sure at some point in your, in your, you know, many years of leading, you've had to talk to team members about stage presence, right? Yep. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, our, our job as leaders is to lead people in a dynamic experience of worship, right? right? That's yep. what we're called to do. And so, um, if you're standing there during the headlights, mm -hmm. How does that, how engaging is that? I guess I could just pose that as a question, you yeah, know, yeah. how engaging is that? Now, um, I mean, there is a, there is a limit to what we're able to do. I have always looked at it as um, like your service is a meal. You've prepared a meal for the people. Mm -hmm. You invite them to come and dine. Right. They, they can choose, you know, you can do everything you can to get them engaged. And, right. and that's a part of the job of the worship leader and the worship team. But you can't force them to, and so we thought, okay, this would be a great uh, experience. We we have done versions of this, you know, meme over the years, and right. not uh, maybe gotten the kinds of responses that we got this time. So right, right. why don't you share a few, uh, you know, a kind of some examples of some of the responses that we got to this stage presence. Meeting. We we did get, I'll just paraphrase. I was tempted to read them straight off, but <laughs> the Lord, the Lord said, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you know, we, there was a lot of positive um, reaction to it, but you know, I can be petty. So I tended to really hone in on that negative reaction because it bothered me. 
so we had a few a few people that reacted in ways that were kind of like, well, it's not about you anyway. It's about God's presence. So this is this is not something that should be discussed. Uh, there was another person that, that said something to the effect of, see, this is what happens when, you know, church service becomes about a performance, like it's a concert, you know, that, that kind of a thing. There were some people that just really took it in a direction uh, that was not the intention. Unintended. It was not, yeah, that was not what we were saying, but it did kind of make us think about like, no, this is a real thing. And, and we have to understand what, what we're doing up there as leaders. Like you said, you know, we, we are leading the way we're helping to show the way. What is that beautiful quote? You always say leaders know the way know the way, lead the way, and get out of the way. Get out of the way. And yeah, we're it, pointing them to Jesus. We're pointing guys. them to Jesus. But if we just stand there looking dead in our worship, let's let's just stop there for a second. That's just not even scriptural. Go read through Psalms. Go read through the word and see where it says that, uh, you know, let's express our worship to the Lord in a very stoic way with arms straight <laughs> at our side, lacking expression. Like, I don't know about you, Brian, but I know that if Josh... Um, you know, said he loved me, but he never expressed it in a way that came across loving, that came across enthusiastic. If he if he pursued me in a very serious, non-passionate manner, I would really question whether or not he's he truly loves me. And it's not that we're doing this. We don't have to earn God's love. We aren't trying to perform for God, but there is an element of setting an example in worship um, and responding a certain way to our God. Why Why do we justify yelling at a football game or screaming at a concert, but then we come into church and we go, well, no, you know, that th- no, we don't do that for God. And I, I understand the reverence. It doesn't mean we don't revere his presence, but it did, this meme, it did spark kind of that, okay, we need to have a deeper conversation because Absolutely. stage presence is important. Maybe there's a better word for it. Maybe that word kind of offends people out there. I don't know what else to call it, <laughs> right. um, but it's, our stage presence is important because that is a part of our leading and congregations will typically do. I always say they're going to do 50% less than what they see us doing on the platform because they're in a different, they have a different perspective and viewpoint. They might feel a little bit more awkward. And so stage presence is important. They're watching us. They're not just listening for how we sing a song, but they're watching in every way how it is we're leading a moment. And again, we're not putting on a performance for them. No, we're not but that is part of leading is the people are watching. Absolutely. And we need to lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I feel really good about that. Breaking down, breaking first, down the anatomy of the meme. Our first, <laughs> in our first installment of anatomy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, for more memes, if you've not followed us, uh, go check out uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at worship leader probs. And uh, you know, you can get some more stuff. And by the way, let me just say this. There are meme pages out there whose sole purpose and goal is to pick fights with their followers. Right. We are not that kind of page. No. Um, now, we might push you. Mm-hmm. You know, we might push you. We we will. I can promise you we will push you <laughs> little, in some ways. A little iron sharpening iron action. You're going to get <clears throat> yeah. some of that out of us. <laughs> exactly. We will We will push you, but we're never trying to pick fights. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, right. when you come into the comments, just remember our goal always is to get a deeper conversation started. Right. So, yeah. 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 You know what else a goal of ours is? What's that? It's to get people laughing. So, Brian, I Absolutely. think it's time for prayer concerns. 
Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz, and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. Guys, you know them, you love them, and we love you for sending them in. So prayer concerns. Our congregation will give us feedback from time to time or maybe every week about what they think of the job we're doing, of the songs we're picking, of the volume, the haze. If you've got holes in your jeans or you wore a hat, whatever. Um, so people send these into us and we will never share your name or your church's name. Uh, but you can go to worshipleaderprobs.com and there's a tab in the menu that says prayer concerns. You can submit yours there. Again, you're anonymous. Um, or you can always DM those to us on uh, on the socials as well. And so we share these on the podcast. Again, thank you for uh, sending those in. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. Worship was good today. It almost sounded like real music. Oh my goodness. Wow. In in fact, it was real music. I was like, what does it normally sound like to this person? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of (laughs) a little backhanded. Real music. I'm going to pull a muscle with that backhanded. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I hope they stretched before. Gosh, (laughs) that was not nice. Oh my Lord. Okay. Number two. This past Sunday, we had a fantastic service. The spirit was moving. We did six songs, three hymns, and three worship choruses. After the service, a senior saint came up and said, some of us are, you know, older and would like to hear more of the hymns. I said, yeah, I know. That's why we did three of them this week. (laughs) She said, oh, I know, but it wasn't Amazing Grace or any of my favorites. You know, this isn't a jukebox, okay? Burger King, <laughs> Burger like, King. I yeah. know, have it your way. Have it your way. Oh my Flo. gosh. Yeah, you did hymns. You just didn't do my favorites. So it doesn't count. It you did doesn't. three of them. Three in one set too. That is. <laughs> three is a lot. That is. That's a lot of music, by the way. That's, that's, yeah, that's a lot of music. It's like 12 songs, portions of 12 songs. That's <laughs> right? a lot. That's a lot yeah. of music. For real. That's, uh, yeah, you know. But still not enough. Yeah, not enough for yeah. Sister Flo. Nope. All right. Number three, prayer concern. Number three, an older gentleman called me at home this past week to explain how he would help me change up the worship time. The first thing we needed to do was to blow a trumpet in the foyer before each service. He thought I could write a call to worship song for trumpet. And I've never played a brass instrument. He also was very adamant that Jesus loves that bluegrass music. (laughs) I I said I would give it some thought and prayer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus, did, Jesus is a blues, bluegrass fan. That is right? my favorite part of the Beatitudes, where Jesus slipped that in there. Like, right. hey, Peter, get that. Blessed blue, are the bluegrass. Get that bluegrass music going, so I can really, <laughs> so I can really get into my rhythm here. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, there's a lot there. There was a, a lot there. There was a lot there. Wow. Blowing that trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> Call to worship with a trumpet. <laughs> oh my wow. lord! Okay, number four. Prayer concern number four. A guy saw me in the parking lot on Monday, and he said. It was so great singing a hymn, so much better than those 7-Eleven worship songs. I just looked at him and said, huh? And he said, you never heard that? I said, no. And he goes, yeah, seven words, 11 times over and over again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Now, I'm like, did he come up with that? Can you picture him smirking to himself right before he said it? Just kind (laughs) of like I've got a real. Oh, I got a good I got a good singer here. I'm going to zing. I'm going to zing worship music. Like, just come on, fam. Oh, gosh. Okay. Here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five. I recently got a comment that said, you have a nice voice, but it's loud. We can hear it all the way in the back. <laughs> the back of what? The room? The room that you're yeah, trying to be heard in? Not the, yeah, is it not the goal? Like, right. I mean, yeah. We're going to. Yeah, yeah, gosh. You know, I want you to hear what's going on in the service, you know? what? Maybe this needs to be another segment. What are you coming to church for then? Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't understand. Oh, come on, fam. Come on. So those are, those are prayer concerns. Uh, Please keep yours coming. And uh, by the way, occasionally we will do different versions of prayer concerns. These were like the standard OG versions. Uh, We also do unusual song requests and we do, uh, ridiculous declines when yep. people decline serving for ridiculous reasons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thanks for sending those in, fam. We love laughing with you. As always, it's not at you; it is with you. Uh, so, let's jump into the next segment of the podcast that we call "Sliding into the DMs." Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by Marshall Electronics. For over 40 years, Marshall has been designing high-quality video cameras and equipment for live productions of all sizes. Marshall has been a sponsor of Free Church AV since the very beginning, and they continue to support the mission. Marshall is well known for its miniature CV500 series cameras that offer excellent video quality in a very small package. Mount them over a drum kit or a keyboard or a mic stand. You can put them almost anywhere you need to add an interesting perspective to your church or live event, all at an extremely affordable price. The new miniature CV566 camera can be seen on this season's install of Free Church AV, featuring the latest in Sony sensor technology with easy setup and operation. Go check out the Marshall family of cameras at the link in our bio. So our DMs are always open on all the socials. You can email questions or things that you're wrestling with. I mean, we want to, uh, in our community, we really want to engage in conversations that we can, you know, as I think Jen said earlier, iron sharpens iron. So uh, we want to do that. Uh, we got a couple of DMs uh, recently and we wanted to just have conversations about them today. So the first one was... Uh, program to the hilt versus freedom and spontaneity. And I think this particular worship leader indicated that they have, they're limited to 20 minutes in their service. And so um, 
you know, sometimes when the questions are submitted, that there's a character limit on Instagram. And so we don't always get the full uh, meaning of what the question was. So I think what we were going to unpack this in a manner that says, how do you maybe strike a balance to that when your service is limited, you know, when you have limited time. Right. Right. So, you know, you guys out there at 2911, you get after it, man. We do. We do get after it. You're not having those time constraints, are you? We do. We have a, it's a soft constraint. We try to be (laughs) soft. I know I'd say this. We always do try to be mindful um, because while, while the worship segment or the song singing, because I get it, don't come at me. Everything's worship. I understand that, but we're just going to call it worship. That, that segment is important. It's not the only thing that we're doing that day. And so with everything that we do with whenever we're doing announcements and our giving and um, speaking of the word, we all try to live with that mentality going, there's other things happening in our service today. So let's just respect every single portion yeah, yeah. Um, to give it time. So we do have uh, like a time to try and be done by. Again, like I said, it's soft. If we go over by a minute, nobody's walking up, you know, flagging us down, saying you're done, get off the stage. <laughs> prayer concern. Prayer, <laughs> prayer concern. Um, <laughs> but so what I do is I plan sets. So this is, this is what I do though. Uh, I try to, I don't plan through that full amount of time. I don't go, okay, well, we have 23 minutes, so I'm going to plan exactly 23 minutes of songs. Instead, what I do is I'll look and go, okay, I have 23, 24 minutes. I'm going to plan 19 minutes of songs so that there is opportunity there for if we want to to vamp on a chorus a bit, if, if you know, one of the, one of the worship leaders feels like led to pray in a moment or led mm-hmm. to speak out some sort of encouragement. We want to give the Holy Spirit freedom to move, but within the context of, you know, the time that we have. And so that's, that to me has been the most effective way to allow time is instead of getting mad going, well, I only have 24 minutes or 20 minutes for this person to go, okay, I have 20 minutes. I'm going to steward it well, but I'm also going to give the Holy Spirit time. So I'm going to plan 18 minutes so that we have a two minute buffer for whatever it is that needs to happen. Um, My pastor is really cool though, too, um, because like I said, he, he, he's the one that probably holds the most, like this is, it's very soft. He's empowered us to go listen though. If you feel like the Holy Spirit is leading in a direction, he's given us kind of that freedom. Um, and that's what I love. It's a very cooperative effort because also if it truly is the Holy Spirit leading, it's going to resonate in his spirit as well. And yeah, he's there, absolutely. he's there on the sideline cheering us on, telling, you know, telling us, yep, go for it. You do. I trust, yeah. I trust the Holy Spirit in you. I feel that this is what's going on in my spirit as well. Um, and so we'll adapt. So there's been services where maybe we did go a few minutes extra in worship and he felt it was good and he adapted in his message, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I do. Mi- I will say I missed the space for that. Yeah. Um, earlier in my ministry, I worked with a pastor for just a couple of years and um, we would sing a song. And the first thing, the first time this happened, it literally scared the living daylights out of me because I was not expecting it. We had just finished a song. My eyes were closed. My hands were in the air. Yeah. And I felt this tap on the shoulder, oh. a literal tap on the shoulder. Yeah. And he, he goes, Oh, Brian, we need to sing that again. Yeah. And I, after I got over this, the scare, being scared by that, <laughs> right. Frightened. Uh, I, I was like, wow, I, I love the, I love that he was in tune enough yeah. to recognize that. Not all pastors roll that way. Right. Um, and uh, I, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely missed that. And I love the, the intentional 
creating space for those moments because, yeah. you know, that's the way it's going to happen if you're in a really rigid structure. And some sometimes, and I don't mean rigid in a negative way. Right. Some churches have to be that way just because of the number of people that yeah. you have to move in and out and children's ministries and all that stuff. I, I totally get the reason and the, the need for that, but I do miss uh, those uh, moments of spontaneity for sure. Right. But I love planning for that. And look, one of the, um, one of the pieces of feedback that we get often if we make a, a meme about tracks is that it takes away your ability to be spontaneous. And let me tell you in no uncertain way, it does not. Mm -hmm. There are ways to program your tracks. There are ways to create your tracks yep. um, to create those opportunities right. for spontaneous moments or camping on a, a, a section of yep. uh, a vamp while you want to pray or, or whatever you feel the Lord leading, there are right. ways that those can be created and built into your tracks. Mm -hmm. Right. So don't, right. don't at me. Yeah, I know. I think people are kind of going on that. Like, well, what if you want to throw an extra chorus right here? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It. But it's, it's usually you know, the, yeah. just a MIDI. Just look, they don't let me near buttons. They right. never did. Right. And they still don't. I yeah. don't know how it works, but I know it can be done. Right. It can be. It can be. Yeah. 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 I think it, so. I think it could be challenging. Uh, I, I will say this because again, I'm not, I'm not sure what that particular leader is facing. You have to though work within the context of your church, the church vision yeah, know, and, and yep, culture. Your, and yep. if, if, if that's not part of your pastor's vision, then you got to just uh, <laughs> pull up your big boy, big girl pants and, and then live with it and submit to the authority. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you don't, what you don't want to do is kind of start to rebel and to, well, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to force this because I don't think God's going to honor that either. So you do need yeah. to, to be submitted within the vision um, that the pastor has set. Now, if it is something that you feel stirring in your heart as a leader, then we, we say this all the time. Then go sit down with your leader. Go sit down mm -hmm. with your pastor. Take some time. Share your heart and say, you know, hey, do we, is this part of your vision? Is this, is this something that you would be open to in our services? You know, that's yeah. a good starting point. And if they say no, well... Okay, then you've you've got some decisions to make whether or not you can fully submit and yeah. you know, uh and execute the way that they want or if, you know, you need a change of a change of scenery for lack right. of a better word. Well, and and you know, oftentimes we we don't understand things that we haven't experienced. Right. And so yeah. maybe there's a way for you to create um and a test that's not on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Maybe it's in a, a staff worship time, or right. maybe you have a a gathering for prayer. Right. And you it's a it's not in a main Sunday right. morning service, and you have a little more freedom. Right. Maybe maybe it's a night of worship, and yep. you 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 program in some some spots for that. Allow your pastor to uh, experience that. Yeah. You know, and uh, I I maybe that maybe that is the thing that helps them understand. But don't don't. Uh, don't jump to my, my leader is, uh, you know, not doesn't follow the spirit. If, if, or, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah if they've never, if they've never maybe right. been in an environment where that was right. That was well, or maybe the only happening. that, yeah. So maybe they've never been in an environment like that. Or sometimes what I've seen a lot is they, they've been in environments where things just got absolutely insane. And yeah. that's, that's yeah. kind of where then their mind goes is like, what is this going to turn into? You know, are yeah. people going to be running around the room and just, you know, doing some things that could end up being very distracting and deter away from what yeah. it is we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good nugget. Good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. Um, okay. Our second DM boundaries with congregants. Okay. Have you ever been in a situation? 
where after a service, someone came to you and said, hey, the Holy Spirit told me that we need to do this. Yeah, I feel like that's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened to me for sure. So boundaries, when that happens, how do you handle that? And I'm going to go cough. Just one second. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's tough because I always try to, um, we have to remember that we are shepherding people. And while a comment like that uh, can be kind of disarming, first of all, it can be really disarming. I personally don't like when people do that. I really wish they wouldn't because what it does is it, it automatically almost like shuts the other party down. If you say the Lord told me, well, then kind of the, the Trump, that's the, that's the ace of spades. It is. Yeah. Cause how do you argue with that? Um, and, and I know inside you're probably going, no, I don't think he did. Uh, so what I would usually do is just kind of hear people out as far, you know, if it's so the Holy spirit, this told me, this is what we should do. Do you honestly, what I've done is I've gone like, Oh, well, you know, thank you for that. I'll, I'll pray about that and see, and see, uh, if that resonates. Yeah. Yeah, That's honestly just one of the, at least in my experience, it's been just the best way to kind of, it validates hearing them because we need to be available to hear our congregation. But at the same time, it doesn't put you in a position where now a congregant is steering the direction of the worship ministry, the team or anything. Yeah. You know, if God has really called us, I think the large majority of the time we're probably going to be the people that God is uh, giving that impression to. Right. Um. I'm not saying that God can't use and move through members of the congregation. He can. Right. Um, but there is there is the 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 spiritual gift of discernment that mm-hmm. as you go away and pray, I mean, I, I certainly would not feel pressure in that moment to say, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh the Holy Spirit told you we're all supposed to wear solid red from head to toe every single week. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Starting next week, everyone is dressed in all red. Right. Do not feel pressured to respond immediately right. in the moment like that. Like Jen said, you know, uh, you know, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me, you know, I, I often like to tell people, let me take that to the war room. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, see if that's, if God confirms that because, right. because he, he will, if that is, uh, if that is the direction that you're supposed to go in, mm-hmm. he'll make that abundantly clear. Right. Yep. No, that is a little bit of, you know, John Acuff calls that a Jesus juke. It is. It is. I feel like when people use that one, it tends to just be more of a control tactic. But, you know, again, though, some people feel really passionately. Now, what would you do if, if let's say um, you had a congregant say that you're like, I'm going to, I'll take it to prayer or whatever, but you haven't really moved on what they've wanted you to do if they're persistent in it. And it's not something that's resonating in you as a leader. Yeah. I think you have to, then you have to tell them that, you know, I mean, I've had to have conversations with people that, that had to be kind of pointed, especially if they're really pursuing it over time. I told you about the red outfits. I told you about the red outfits. Why are people still wearing other colors? Um, and that I'm, I'm making an oversimplification of, a of an example of that. But, um, I, I think you have to say, you know, uh, right now I am the person that God called to, to lead this. Um, I've prayed about it. I've talked with the pastor about it. Um, you know, neither one of us really felt a confirmation on that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're probably going to just let people continue to wear the colors that they, they want to feel inspired to wear when they go to the old closet on Sunday morning. Yeah. 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 That's good. I mean, cause I, what else can you do? 
you know. What else can you do? What else can you do? And you know, they maybe if they get upset with you, you know that I mean, look, that we're dealing with people, yeah. And there's not always a perfect way to handle, um, you know, dealing with people isn't a mathematical equation, right? right? Two right. plus two doesn't always equal four. No. Uh, when there are people and emotions and different traditions involved and all right. those things. And so, um, I think, yeah, I think often, uh, you, you know, you can, you can feel pressure to give them a response in the moment. Yeah. I just would really encourage you to not do that. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I've said this before on the podcast, uh, many times I will, um, I will pray on Sunday mornings, even leading up to Sunday you know, you know, Lord, prepare me for every conversation I'll have. Yeah. There's going to be conversations that will be encouraging. There are going to be conversations that will not be encouraging. Right. Just prepare me, season my words with grace. Mm -hmm. Remember, these are brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. And, uh, you know, do your best to, uh, to, to manage that situation in a, in a respectful way. Yep. But if you have to, um, if you have to press into the leadership, don't be afraid to do that in a kind way. Right. That's good. That's good advice. That's my, that's those are my thoughts, man. Some good thoughts. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for, uh, for listening to episode 194. How did we get here? 194. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. A lot of And episodes. by the way, we are, we are approaching 900,000 streams. Wow. Yeah. I can't even I can't even fathom that. We're going to have to celebrate when we hit a million. Yeah, and I think I think that I think the the Gen Tattoo is a real thing. It's picking up a lot of momentum. Is it? Cuz I I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure the Brian Tattoo is the one that's I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of that. Mm, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, if you want to see that, make sure you drop us a line. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Um, and do us a favor, go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. And remember what Brian said earlier, uh, we're going to be giving away some stuff to two people. You said two. Next week. We're going to yep. pick two, two people to uh, who drop some uh, five-star ratings and some nice reviews into Apple Podcasts. So go do that because who doesn't love some free stuff? <laughs> Please do it, man. And uh, thank you so much for following us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram. Facebook, TikTok. You can even find us over there on Twitter, shaking up things <laughs> uh, by searching the hashtag, hashtag worship leader props. It gets crazy. It'd be, it'd be crazy out there I for bet, them. I um, bet. Uh, you know what isn't crazy? Contacting Maven Media Productions. If you need help with designing or branding, or maybe, maybe your church is going through a total rebrand, you're changing the name of your church, you need a new what a social media strategy, whatever yep. it is, they're amazing. They do so much of that for worship leader probs. And uh, we love those people dearly. So I hope you'll check them out. Mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to Scott Hoke for our intro guys. We love you. Thanks so much for listening to episode 194 until next time. Deuces. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>